Hello everybody and welcome to the Babel Effect Podcast. This is the one and only David Babel and I come to you this evening on the heels of Blockbuster News, ladies and gentlemen. In case you didn't know, pre-sale tickets for AEW All Elite Wrestling event in Las Vegas on May 25th, double or nothing, has sold out through pre-sale purchase. That's right. Double or nothing has sold out through the pre-sale purchase. Now, if you're a fan of AEW and you want to see this event in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand, tickets are going to be on sale again, a limited amount, this upcoming I want to say Wednesday, yes, the 13th, Wednesday. And there will be a limited amount of tickets available. And I guarantee you they're going to go quick, ladies and gentlemen. AEW, Cody, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega have done it again, ladies and gentlemen, with the support of the Khan family. AEW is off to a good start, selling out. Another venue like they did for All In in Chicago at the Sears Center. And this card is starting to shape up pretty nicely. We're going to have Pac, who was known in WWE as Neville versus Hangman Page. That is going to be a great event. We're going to have the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros, Ray Phoenix, and Pentagon Jr. We're going to get Alpha... Verse Omega 2. And plus there are many more matches to be announced. Um, one of them that was announced during the AEW rally. Is SCU. So count uncensored. Will take on the contingent from OEW. Which is a wrestling promotion out of the Orient. That's going to be pretty exciting there. I cannot wait for that. And I cannot wait to see what other matches are going to be part of Double or Nothing. Now, another event I want to talk about. NXT TakeOver. The latest one that just recently happened. That was an off-the-charts match, ladies and gentlemen. I mean... Wall-to-wall action from start to finish. It was just simply amazing. In Phoenix for TakeOver, we had Aleister Black versus Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa did end up retaining. I love what Ciampa is doing as a heel, as the main champion. He is creating such amount of heat. It's... It's exciting. It's very exciting um, to see what continues with that. Another thing that happened was is that Johnny Gargano became Johnny Champion by defeating Ricochet and becoming the NXT North American Champion. That was pretty exciting. That was very different. Did not expect to see that happen. Shayna Baszler retained the NXT Women's Championship in a very well-nice title defense. 
against Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair, I believe, is the future of NXT when Baszler does move on to the main roster. And even when Belair does get to the main roster, I feel as if she's going to provide a lot of spunk or spark, so to speak, on the main roster just because her character is very unique and a little different. War Raiders earned the NXT Tag Team Championship, defeating Strong and O'Reilly of Undisputed Era. War Raiders, if you're not familiar with the name, they were once known as War Machine and Ring of Honor. That was a great opening match, and the entrance of the War Raiders kind of reminded me something of Triple H's entrance from WrestleMania 27. That was pretty cool, pretty awesome. So, overall, TakeOver was pretty thrilled. As usual, TakeOver always delivers. Now, let's talk about the Royal Rumble. Usually, when TakeOver happens around the Big Four, TakeOver really does outshine the main roster. And in this case, I'd say it was even both shows. We'll start off with the man, Becky Lynch, versus Asuka for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Match was pretty back and forth. Um, what you would expect from an Asuka-Becky Lynch type of match. Having them open. I wouldn't have had them open. I probably would have done the Shane McMahon-Miz versus the bar match as the opening. But, hey, you got to get the crowd excited. Asuka did retain, but we're going to talk more about Becky Lynch here in a minute because she's my main focus on this. We move to the Raw Women's Championship, Ronda Rousey versus Sasha Banks. And um, Ronda Rousey decided it was morphin' time because with her gear, it was inspired by the White Ranger from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series, which was given a big thumbs up by Jason David Frank, who did play the White Ranger. So that was pretty exciting. I was pretty surprised on how this match went. Um, Sasha really made Rousey look good. Rousey has really come a long way since she had her very first match back at WrestleMania last year up until now. Uh, it was very exciting back and forth. And for Rousey not to use the armbar was pretty cool. Very well storytell. The one thing I was really confused on was is that at the end of the match, Sasha did smile. So I don't know if that was kayfabe, non-kayfabe. Who knows? Another match, uh, The Miz and Shane McMahon versus The Bar for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. I was very disappointed in this one. Um, because with the whole... You know, angle of, you know, the McMahon family and Triple H running both Raw and SmackDown. To me, it just, it didn't make really any sense for the storyline with The Miz and Shane McMahon going into WrestleMania. That these two win the tag team titles. 
They could have had the match and then just had some dysfunction and not win the tag titles. And then they could have just rolled from there. But they took the tag titles off the bar, put them on Shane and Miz. And I don't think creatively that is the best of ideas. Just for the simple fact that Shane is not as limber or as well versatile as he was in his younger days. Shane is a lot older now. And yeah, he can pull off some great feats and everything. But The Miz is more than likely going to carry that team going into WrestleMania when they have their feud and have their match going into WrestleMania. Styles versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. Again, great match, two great performers. I just think that there could have been more uh, quality and storyline-wise. The fact that they add Eric Rowan into the mix, added him with Daniel Bryan, is a little different. Um, They are playing to the intellect of Eric Rowan, who is a very intelligent man. Um, They're... The way I see it is they're trying to do the exact same thing that they did with CM Punk, with Luke Gallows, and the Straight Edge Society. So I don't know if they're going to do something like that in the near future. I'll have to wait and see. Oh, excuse me. Universal, hardly their championship. I was very disappointed. Because quite honestly, Brock as the Universal Heavyweight Champion is a farce and a joke by all bands. I mean, granted, I know he has a contract that does limited dates and everything. But if you're going to have him on limited dates, putting the major title of the brand is the biggest mistake that you can make. And some people say, oh, well, that just makes the title, you know, a little bit more unique. No, it doesn't make it more unique. It just devalues the championship. And the match, the way it was done storyline-wise, was awesome. You can tell that. You know, Brock actually put effort into this one because he does like working with guys who can portray the David vs. Goliath mentality. Plus, him and Strowman have been beaten to death, as well as him and Reigns. So, to have Finn Balor in there was pretty awesome. Very exciting. Um, Unfortunately, Lesnar did retain. So, it'll be interesting to see now what happens with Finn Balor going into WrestleMania. Women's Royal Rumble match. Good God, did I love the Women's Royal Rumble match. Only for the simple fact is that so many of the dirt sheets would say, Oh, Charlotte's going to win the Royal Rumble. And then out comes Becky Lynch who replaces an injured Lana. Becky Lynch ends up winning the Royal Rumble. 
as we all know, the next night, she challenges Ronda Rousey to WrestleMania. I'm going to go in a little bit more on that as well. The men's Royal Rumble match. When I found out Braun Strowman was going to be put into the Royal Rumble match because one of the guys was injured. I can't remember who it was. I thought, okay, this is how Strowman's going to get the title. He's going to win the Rumble. He's going to go on to WrestleMania. And he's going to win the title that way. And then come to find out that Seth freaking Rollins wins the Royal Rumble. Completely throws me off. And I'm like, all right, awesome. This is cool. Can we get Seth Rollins versus Daniel Bryan and still get Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar? No, we're going to get Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, which I find very ironic because Lesnar for has now now has the right to say that he has fought all three members at this of the shield at WrestleMania. At WrestleMania 32, he fought or 31 he fought Reigns, 32 Ambrose, 34 Last year's WrestleMania, he fights Reigns again. This year, he's fighting Rollins. So, I'd like to see what they're going to do with that. Hopefully, they put the title on Rollins. Maybe turn him heel. Um, do something with that. Because, quite honestly, Seth Rollins, as a babyface, is not cutting it anymore. He needs to turn heel. So does Reigns. And the shield needs to be heel stable again. Now let's get back to Becky Lynch. If there's one thing that pisses me off when it comes to wrestling fans, it's the fact that they try to ruin a good freaking angle that's going on. Any more smarks, people who think they know the wrestling business, want to compare Becky Lynch's angle with the McMahon family to Stone Cold Steve Austin, because she calls herself the man. Becky Lynch is not Stone Cold Steve Austin. Different dynamic, different time period. Oh, well, Becky Lynch is just CM Punk. But feel, again, Becky Lynch is not CM Punk. Different dynamic, different time period. It's not the same. Becky Lynch is Becky Lynch. And for those of you who think that she's boring, she's dull, or anything, Becky Lynch is the hottest thing in WWE right now she is hotter than Rollins both appearance wise <clears throat> she is hotter than Rousey 
she is the main driving force for WWE fan wise as of right now. Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. But the way they're playing this out is right doing the whole knee injury angle. Yeah, that kind of steals away from Austin when Austin hurt his neck. But again, Becky is not Austin. And it's stupid, so stupid for these smarks to think that Becky Lynch is just doing what Stone Cold Steve Austin did. It's not Becky who's doing it. It's creative. The only thing Becky is doing is putting her twist on it and changing it to how it fits her persona and her gimmick. And I think that at WrestleMania, Becky will win the Raw Women's Championship. Hopefully, we get Charlotte to win the SmackDown. And then maybe we'll have Sasha and Bayley as the newly christened women's tag team champions. And then all four horsewomen have the gold. That might set up, you know, the four horsewomen of MMA versus the four horsewomen of WWE. That would be a good way to do it. Um, quite honestly, though, I don't think it'll work out creatively, but we'll see. I'm going to go back to AEW here for a second. That would be all elite wrestling. Um, a little bit of controversy came up on the web with AEW. All Elite Wrestling made it their mission goal that they didn't care who he was, what he was about. That if you had the talent to put on a good show, that they was going to give you the opportunity that other companies wasn't. Now, I bring this up for the simple fact is because AEW, for their double or nothing event, will be bringing in an openly male gay wrestler named Sonny Kiss to compete on the event. And they will also be bringing in an openly transgender male to female wrestler to compete on the card as well. Her name is Nyla Rose. Now, I can understand some reserves. You know, some people saying with Nyla Rose, oh, she used to be a man, so her muscle fiber and everything is different. A lot of people said that about uh, Fallon Sky who was transgender, male to female, who did MMA. No really big uproar there. They accepted it. And then, for a lot of these people who feel like AEW was going to be another WCW, these same people want to criticize AEW 
for hiring somebody who's openly gay and who is openly transgender is ridiculous. Okay? Who they are outside of a wrestling ring should not matter. Okay? If you want to judge the wrestler, judge them on what they do in the ring, not outside it. That's my take on that. And to further my point, especially with the openly gay male, Sonny Kiss, WWE had an openly gay wrestler. His name was Darren Young. And I look at it as if WWE can have somebody who's openly gay on their roster. They even have a female who was a lesbian. Her name's Sonya Deville. Where's the big uproar with WWE? The reason why I say these people are doing this is because it's AEW and they're nothing but WWE fans. There's more than just WWE out there, wrestling fans. There is also AEW, which is going to have its first official card in May. There's New Japan Pro Wrestling. There's CMLL, there's Lucha Underground, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling. There's all these other promotions out there. But yet, WWE is the one that's, ooh, you know, they're the gold standard. You know, granted, WWE is a global entity. It is the number one base promotion, but... Sometimes a lot of things that WWE does isn't always the greatest thing. That's why there's alternatives such as Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan, AEW, OEW, which I just mentioned. There's all these promotions out there, but they don't want to acknowledge them as much as they acknowledge WWE. So, with that situation, I'm going to leave it at that. What I want to do talk about also, as I close up the Babel effect, is I want to talk about this nice promo-based organization that you can find on Facebook and YouTube called Beyond the Belts. It's a wonderful organization with a lot of great talent. They are the upper echelon of promo wrestling. And what I mean by promo wrestling is is all the matches are based on how you do your promo. And promo is, you know, how the wrestlers tell the story outside of the ring or sometimes in the ring. There's so much great talent in there. It's ran by a wonderful group of people headed up by a great guy named Jose Bazaldi. He's got a nice core group of guys Tim Lacher, Mark Maggard, James Ellis, Juan Rosario, Richard Ward. But then there's also the promo artists themselves, such as Conceited, CRA, Old School, Mr. Entertainment, Sean Bravo, The Fury, Dan Moore, Brett Jacobs, 
a new entity that's come in. They call themselves the Legion of Doom. We have great lady competitors such as Jasmine, Mystique, Nikki. We have some more ladies on the way coming. Um, I'm actually part of this group. They call me the Prodigal Son. We're getting ready for a really big event called Promo Mania that is coming up very, very soon. It's going to be our big event. We just did Beyond the Bank. One lucky person uh, won a briefcase with a contract to challenge our world heavyweight champion. And some other surprise in there, but you got to check out Beyond the Belts. You can check out Beyond the Belts through Facebook. Just type in Beyond the Belts in the search. Or check us out on YouTube. Just type in Beyond the Belts. And have fun and enjoy what you like. Subscribe to the channel, subscribe to the page, become a fan, maybe even become a promo artist yourself. It is a great group of people who love professional wrestling, love to have fun. It is a great organization to be a part of. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap up the Babel Effect. I do appreciate you joining me for the very first episode. Tune in for the next episode where we do predictions on AEW, where it will go, the landscape of WWE, and maybe we'll talk a little MMA and some other stuff going on. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is David Babel, and you have joined me for the Babel Effect.